This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. On this International Women's Day today, we are marking the occasion on Fight Back by speaking with two Canadian women leaders who are not only prominent for their work in their fields, but also for advocating for our more diverse communities. Canadian Senator Salma Altajouan and Ontario NDP MPP Kristen Wong-Tam, who represents Toronto Centre. Welcome to both of you. Actually, I think we're just getting the senator on the line. Kristen Wong-Tam, welcome. Thank you very much. And happy International Women's Day to you. You too, Jane, and to the senator. Toronto residents know you well uh, as a longtime vocal city councillor who has now transitioned to provincial politics. Uh, just a personal question. How are you enjoying your new role? Um, I really enjoy being a member of the Ontario NDP caucus. Uh, one of the best things about it, of course, is that we have a strong caucus full of uh, remarkable women leaders. And, uh, and of course, our party is led by uh, Marit Stiles. Uh, so it has been a, a wonderful transition, and I've really enjoyed some of the new friends I've met across the aisles, whether they belong to the Conservative government, Liberals, or Independents. Um, it's been a, a, an honor to serve. Could you uh, please tell us about the women in your life who've had a positive impact on you and uh, maybe helped you to get to where you are today? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> you know, there's just been so many extraordinary individuals. Um, I'm going to start with my mother. Uh, my mother has a grade six education. Uh, she has only no physical labor, has always worked uh, in, and toiled in factories. Um, and, uh, and she has demonstrated uh, throughout my life that if you have one adult, one caring parent, um, and of course you want more than, than one caring adult uh, in every child's life, but if you have that one, uh, you know, you will be uh, shared with a lot of love. Uh, they will tell you that you can do anything. And my mom uh, and my dad, to be quite honest, both did that for me. Um, but I would never be where I am without the love and support of my parents, um, especially my mother. Isn't that amazing, Kristen? Um, most successful women, when you ask them who had influence on them, they refer to their mothers. It just shows how important motherhood, parenthood is to the development of the next generation. Uh, yes, and, and you know, and throughout the uh, and throughout my life, I think I have been very blessed to to meet some remarkable adults. I can think of some teachers uh, along the way, especially in my uh, you know high school years. As, you know, especially as a teenager coming out of the closet, uh, looking for acceptance and finding the steady hand of a of an adult. Um, and and sometimes they were women, and oftentimes uh, they were strong women leaders who who just said, you know, you're going to be okay, kid, and and would just sort of pick me up, dust me off, and carry me forward. Um, so I know that, you know, I stand today as a member of provincial parliament uh, in the most diverse riding in, in Canada, but I didn't get here without standing on the shoulders of giants and giant women who came before me. So I'm internally grateful that I benefit from their work, and now it's my job. I hope that it's, I can do it as well as they did. 
but to make sure that I uplift others now. As an LGBTQ woman, a woman um, in the LGBTQ community, uh, how important is it for you to be open about who you are fully open uh, in terms of what you can do for in, in inspiration for the next generation? Um, I think it's very important. Um, I, um, uh, when I left city council, I, I took the courage to sort of step out of the closet one more time uh, and uh, and came out as non-binary uh, using they and them pronouns. And, you know, it, it wasn't easy um, because I, I was very nervous, to be very honest, um, even though I fought all my life for equality and I wanted to make sure that, you know, everybody has a seat at the table. But when it comes to sort of advocating for yourself, it took it took a little bit more out of the reserve, um, and so I recognize that you know my presence is important. Uh, you know my identity as a member of the 2S LGBT community is only one aspect of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do carry that forward. I try to you know make sure that I'm visible, so therefore that those who are who are coming behind me, those who would like to come into this building, will know that it can be done. Uh, and I know that when I speak in the house. There are probably many people who are just cheering me on who, who probably never thought to themselves if they're a member of the queer community that they could not be here. Um, and I want to tell those, those individuals, those, those youth and young adults and, you know, perhaps even those who are now mid age, it's never too late. Um, there is a seat for you and you deserve to be here. Well, I'll tell you a personal story, Kristen. Uh, when my daughter came out, uh, it's almost eight years ago now when she was 19. Uh, and she and I were, you know, coming to this realization together. She was telling me this for the first time. We mentioned you, or I mentioned you. I talked about mm-hmm. Kathleen Wynn and Kristen Wong Tam and how, um, you know, they were brave to, to come out long before and created a stage where young people could feel safe uh, coming out. I mean, especially in Toronto. But I just want you to know that, uh, that you have been an example in my family. Oh, thank you. What a what a remarkable story to share with me. I'm I'm so incredibly touched. Thank you, Jane. Uh, and as a mom, um, how how are you raising your son uh, in, in terms of um, him becoming a member of an equitable society? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, our our son is uh, almost four years old, and this little guy we call him Bobo. That's his nickname. Uh, Bobo is uh, is an absolute joy to be with. Uh, every day he is full of wonder and and, uh, and and curiosity, and we really do, you know, let him um, explore. I think it's important for kids to learn in the most creative ways possible. You foster their uh, their imagination, and you tell them that they are loved and safe, and they can just do about anything. So that's the type of uh, environment that we give our our son. We want him to to know his worth, and he's also a racialized boy. My my partner is is uh, is is mixed race Indian and Dutch, and of course I'm Chinese background. And, uh, and so, you know, he's growing up in a multicultural family. His, uh, his grandparents, all four of them, which are so blessed that they're healthy and with us, they all have an active role in his life and as well as his, his cousins. He's got, you know, six and seven cousins. And so, you know, the family that we try to build for him is one of a signed family, but also chosen family. So he's got this remarkable extended family, a chosen family of, uh, of friends and, and, and chosen loved ones who all help build his life. Um, and we want to make sure that he understands that he's growing up in the most multicultural city uh, in the world. Uh, we have a lot of privilege of, of being uh, homeowners, uh, but also we, we recognize that we have to continue to, to build alliances so that he can have all the opportunities uh, that he deserves before him. And that means that he learns about equality. 
we we do have you know conversations about accepting others for their differences, and as children do, sometimes they get into a little bickers, um, and uh, and we we sit him down and we we sort of walk it through very slowly um, on, on how he deserves to be loved, and therefore it's important for him to exchange exchange and and extend love and gentleness to others, and that's what you can do with a young four year old, right. um, and as he grows, um, you know that will evolve. Those, that those journeys and conversations will change too. Kristen, thank you for spending some of your International Women's Day with us here on Zoomer Radio. Thank you. It's an honor. Ontario NDP MPP Kristen Wong-Tam for Toronto Centre. And our Canadian Senator Salma Atalajan has been waiting on the line. Thank you, Senator, for listening and happy International Women's Day to you. Uh, well, thank you for having me and happy International Women's Day to you too. Tell us the story of uh, how you began and how you made your way to the Canadian Senate. Um, you know, I'm uh, an immigrant. I, I came to Canada in 1980, and um, I, I came from a political family, so I was very interested in the politics of Canada, um, and I would always get involved in discussions. And, you know, quite a few of my friends would say, you should get into politics. But, you know, when you're new to the country, you're trying to establish yourself, you're trying to find yourself, you're trying to, you know, um, fit in. And and I think for us, like for me specifically, I came from a home that was full of people. And I came here and the loneliness hit me. And I thought, okay, I have to do something about this. So I went out and I got a job, part-time job in the school next to me just to sort of be out and, you know, uh, mingle with the you know, people and get to know people. And um, eventually I was introduced to, you know, the Conservative Party. They liked me. And um, the rest, I guess, you know, I, I never in my wildest dreams thought I would be um, appointed to the Senate. Um, it's it's the most amazing place to work in. And even now, as I'm walking up, I, you know, to the Senate chamber, I say, wow, how lucky am I? And how much uh, do you think about in terms of your representation for racialized women and Muslim women, somebody to admire, somebody to look up to, especially young women? It, it means so much. And I'm reminded of this every time I travel or I go to an event. And I remember the new senator, this was uh, late in 2010, and I, I was in Edmonton. And this young Somali girl, she must have been about nine, ten in hijab, came to me and said, you know, Senator Salma, when I see you, I know there's a place for me in Canada. Yeah, that's it right there, isn't it? Um, and I was and I was the same um, last week in Iqaluit, uh, you know, 100 Muslims in Iqaluit, and we were doing, uh, you know, a Ramadan project, you know, um, making food baskets. Like, you know, there's a lot of food insecurity in Iqaluit. And the four-year-old would come running to me and just hug me. And that and that meant so much, and and how delighted they were that there was someone who was you know Muslim and who was like them, and yet you know uh, there was this respect because I was in in Parliament. Senator, what is important to you uh, in terms of um, the agenda for Canada, the important issues for Canada? What do you see as a way of moving forward? So. I'm the chair of the Human Rights Committee, and um, last year, as we were finishing one of our studies, which was on uh, the forced sterilization um, of Indigenous and racialized women, I was thinking, you know, what should we be looking at next? And I was shocked to find out that the 
most Muslims killed in a G7 um, country was in Canada. And as a Muslim, I thought, uh, you know, the Muslims are almost 5% of uh, the population. And I thought, let me explore what's happening. And and because it's International Women's uh, Day, I, I choose to speak about this is because we found that um, there is Islamophobia, but the worst targets are women, the women who uh, wear the hijab. We heard stories in Vancouver. We heard stories in Edmonton. We heard stories in Quebec uh, City in the mosque where, you know, the terrorist attack had taken place. Um, and and I, you know, and women were speaking of intergenerational trauma. They were speaking of being abused in front of their children. And they were helpless. And in one case um, in Quebec City, when she, when she called the mosque, the, the poli- I mean, called the police, the police did not want to charge uh, the woman who was abusing her. And when she insisted, they charged the woman who was abusing her, but they charged her also. And mm. she said, this happened in front of my three young daughters. Mm. I, I want Canada to be a safe haven for everyone, and it is. But we, unfortunately, like we've seen the rise of anti-Semitism, we're seeing the rise of um, Islamophobia too. And and we know that, you know, the uh, London attack, uh, you know, gentleman who was killed outside the mosque in Brampton, and, uh, you know, and, and in Edmonton, the women wearing hijab you know, were being spat on and coffee thrown on them. And uh, I, I I want Canada and I want Canadians to see people for what they are, not by what they wear right. or don't wear. And before I let you go, uh, the theme for this year's International Women's Day is embrace equity. And what does that mean to you? Uh, I, as a woman and as a woman with two young daughters, um, we have many challenges. We still... Um, you know, and and more so in 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 the racialized com- uh, community, women long to be treated equally, um, long to have the same opportunities, long to be paid the same, and uh, you know, and it can be done. It is done, and and I'm hoping that uh, you know next year's theme will be something more more positive. You yeah. know, we're talking about equity. Um, it, it's not a conversation we should be having in 2023 because. Um, and and I I see it especially in, in and here as I, I speak to you as a Muslim woman, even even when I decided to run, I had men telling me, "Oh, why are you doing this?" Men who wouldn't take my flyers um, because they said a woman should not be going outside uh, of the home. But you did. <laughs> I did. Yes. And uh, and and the same men now come to me. <laughs> with a big smile and how happy they are <laughs> because I'm in a certain position. Amazing. Uh, Canadian Senator Salma Atalajan, we thank you very much for your time here on Zoomer Radio. Thank you very much. And coming up next, still to come, we've focused on women, careers, but what about life in the home? How has it changed or stayed the same? We discuss the results of a new survey next. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.